Hi, this is the APTA CEO, Amin Kaduri, and you're listening to Inside the Wires. Welcome to Inside the Wires, hands down, the best podcast in all of racket sports. Listener discretion may be advised for a younger audience. Welcome to your weekly dose of Inside the Wires. I'm Ben. I'm Noah. And I'm Anna. We have a slight change in the lineup this week as uh, Blake has some family obligations. We have been joined by the Serbian sensation, the titan of the tweener, the queen of the cutter, often imitated, never duplicated, Anna Maria Zabori. Hi, Anna. Thanks for joining us today. Hi. Wow. Thank you for having me. And um, I'm really excited to be here. Absolutely. Not only do we have Anna, but we have one of the greatest female players of all times and the APTA's best commentator, the one and only Jerry Viant. So sit back, relax, crack open a drink, unless, of course, you're driving, and enjoy the show. Jerry, welcome to the show. Hope you had a great Halloween weekend. Uh, tell us about your costume for this year. Well, well, thanks. Thanks, everyone, for having me, first of all. So Halloween was a little different uh, this year because Nyack is known for its big Halloween parade and they close down the streets and we have the haunted house and kids just come in, in droves. So this year we kind of had to dial it back, obviously, because of COVID and kind of stay home and... Uh, you know, I was strategically lobbing bags of candies out <laughs> and making sure that it, you know, landed in the kids' baskets or bags or whatever. Um, but hopefully we'll get back to our dressing up and going to the to the annual Halloween parade next do a, year. Do you have a ball machine at home? You could shoot them up? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good idea. That's a good yeah. idea, but no. There was, there was a lady in my neighborhood who was uh, drinking in her living room and she had a massive PVC pipe. And when the kids would come by, she would just put it in the pipe and it would shoot down the pipe out, out of her living room into the street for the children. <laughs> that's fun. My, my neighbor has a zip line and he, he, oh. put, he had a, a ghost up on the zip line and oh, it was I've just releasing that. it and then releasing candy at the end to all the kids, like throwing it all out, you know, it was, yeah. it was very cool. Yeah, so see? yeah, people, you know, people adapted to, to make it safe, but you know, the numbers were, were, it was really just our neighborhood kids. So not the thousands that we normally get. <laughs> well, I, I don't know this is the first year that we put out the, uh, you know, just take one sign instead of actually opening the door for every single person. And we had 120 candy bars gone within about the first three groups. So I don't. Uh, wow. I, 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 don't, I don't think I don't think they went for the just take one. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow, unless there's like three groups of 40 that came by right away. But I don't think so. <laughs> Were you dressed up? Uh, yes, I was dressed up as a overweight uh, middle aged man. Heavily, that's a good disguise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, no one would get guess me. Okay. Hey. Uh, Jerry, can I ask the first question as we got you here? I'm going to, uh, I'm in, I screw the listeners and everything. I just invited you on here as a as a free <laughs> lesson to me, really. Um, 
but no, tr- <laughs> joking aside, I think every every paddle player has gone through what I've gone the last couple of weeks or so. And I and when we when we we talked about having you on, I was like, I have to ask Jerry. So I I am in a slump, Jerry. The last couple of weeks, I had one. I actually won this past week and started enjoying the game again. But I've had a couple of weeks where I just hated the game of paddle. I was like, maybe I should quit. Um, and, and I just, I think everyone in club paddle or any level of paddle kind of goes through those slumps where it doesn't matter what you try. It just doesn't feel like it's right. And, uh, everything feels off a little bit. Um, and I was listening to a, a podcast on, it was actually on, uh, mixed martial arts, but the, 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 the host was like, well, you know, you don't get better at not doing something. So in order to get out, and he started talking about being in a slump and the only way to get out of these and get better at something is to continue doing it. Um, really, my question to you is like, obviously you're a great coach and a player. Like, what, what would you tell your people when they're in a slump and hating the game that they love? Yeah, you got to recalibrate. It's, it's internal. So, you know, you got to get that spark back. So whatever... Whatever that is, with its physical, if it's mental, if it's you're not getting enough sleep, you got to look at each aspect. So I think a, a lot on all levels of play. I think the last thing that gets looked at is the mental, is the preparation. Yeah. Like you've you've got to, you don't wait to to play well to feel great. It's the other way around. You have to feel great in order to be free to play well. So what, you know, what does that mean? That means relaxed yet focused. And if you can see yourself performing well and you can think about, you know, performing well and you can, you can actually, your, your body doesn't really know if, if you're uh, going through it mentally or you're actually do, going through it on the court. Right. So I used to spend a lot of time, you know, before I got out of the car. I mean, that, you can't just rock up get out of the car, hit a few balls and say, okay, let's go and expect to play well. So if you break it down and you set up your best shots and you can see yourself practicing that in your head, you know, even just the night before and then try to execute that one thing that is fun for you. Yep. And I think that that shifts the, the dynamic inside of you because that's really where it has to start. You know, it has to come from inside. I and then the that. physical will come. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love that because that's better than what I did. I just dumped my partner, Mike Rowley, and got a new one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I went back to my old partner. It was obviously Mike Rowley's fault. So, uh, yeah. Of course. Well, that's the first thing, right? Yeah, that's of course. Te- easy to blame your partner. But no, you got you know, to stre- well, strengthen your weakest link. So, again, it really depends on what, how much time you want to put into it and how much you want to focus on it. But, you know, obviously, if you have a weakness in your game, your opponents are going to show you that weakness. Um, and unless you strengthen that weakness, it's always going to be your Achilles heel. And sometimes that can, you know, that can erode your confidence. So, yep. so, so do you feel that it's good to play people like three levels below you a few times just to build the confidence back up? It's always, it's always good to just drill one-on-one first oh. Oh. to get, you know, to get your, your skills. And then, yes, it's great to play um, above your level. It's always great to play people that are better than you because 
um, you know, you'll see what you need to work on. It's great to play people at your level because then you really have to dial in. And it's also good to play people below your level because then you get to practice shots that you normally wouldn't practice because you'd be too afraid you're going to lose to somebody that you shouldn't, you know, that you want to beat. Right. Amen. So, you know, it's, it's all about putting in that time, but really having the focus of I'm not ben, just going to win court. the nationals now. Well, yeah. I, let's not go that far. Jerry's a good coach, but she's not a miracle worker. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, no, that's, that's, that's great. Cause I, I'm sure I'm not the only person that goes through a phase of hating a sport that they love. Yeah, no, you all go. I mean, you have to, yes. you have to, you know, you have to plateau and you know, from that you, you learn, I think you can't, can't always play at a high level. You're going to have oh. those dips. And you don't want to quit, you know, that's the worst. No. If you're a quitter, um, then you're, you're a bigger loser than losing, right? So toughen up, Ben. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey Jer Jerry, you know, with the growth of the game over the last probably decade or so, um, you know, obviously a lot of people now know you as the, uh, the voice on the, on the live stream for, uh, for APTA events, but you've obviously had uh, quite, a quite a playing career before you started announcing uh, so many, so many national titles that Ben's lost count actually. So can you tell us what the official number of national titles is that you've, that you hold right now? I it's 13. That's wow. uh, you know, I got stuck at 13, even though I said 13 is unlucky, but um, two mixed and nine women's and two senior, whatever they call that. I'll be happy oh. if I participate in 13. <laughs> <laughs> and all nine of yours, Jerry, were with Sue Avery, right? Uh, no, my first one I won with ah. Connie Jones. Okay. And then the rest was with Sue Airy. Airy, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yep. yep. Oh, wow. We, we, went on a, we went on a roll. We, we had a lot of fun. That was, uh, I think we played from like 1990 to 2004 when she retired. She, actually, she was a, a rackets professional and then she went to chiropractor school and became a chiropractor. So that was the end of her playing career. Okay, so you guys were kind of dominating the same time as like Scott and Flip. We were. We were hanging out with some very, very good company. Those yeah. guys were, were just, you know, solid as a rock and really nice guys. And, yeah, we were in the same airspace with them a lot. It's, um, there's a, a bunch of good, good players coming up through that time, too. And for some of the people that, uh, that don't know, also a Hall of Fame inductee in 2006 and pioneer of the traveling paddle camp. Yes, that was uh, Sue Airy's idea that we should um, – we get we, – back then there wasn't a lot of uh, full-time teaching professionals at paddle year-round along with tennis. And um, we would get called into clubs that didn't have pros, paddle pros, to, you know, play an exhibition. And then people would come and then we'd leave and there would be, like, nobody there to kind of champion the – the energy that was that was just there so we decided to go in and do these camps and invite the tennis pros that were there and teach them how to teach paddle so we did the exhibitions and that was kind of the the beginning of it and uh it's still going today we brought mike gillespie on in our second year and 
then Sue retired, then I retired, and Mike's, Mike's still there carrying the camps. But, yeah, we had a lot of fun. And, and we met a lot of people and we met a lot of pros. We had, you know, had a lot of good uh, players come through and, and work with us and share ideas. And so it was a good good session there. It sounds like it. And uh, so so when we talked about having you on today, um, one of one of the people that you gave a lesson to recently said uh, she she gave the greatest lesson ever, and we went out and uh, and took care of business. But uh, I think Anna's got some questions for you, Anna Zabori. Oh, I'll dial in. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I have. I have to first uh, say the the respect I have for Jerry because um, a few years ago, um, I, I think it was in Chicago. Jerry was about to comment my my match, and that was I think the first time I was on live stream. And I remember not being nervous about the match, but just not messing up too much, so that Jerry would not really find every time that I would be out of position because she sees everything. And I remember <laughs> taking one ball from I don't know like from my partner and hearing in my head oh jerry will not like that i cannot wait to go back <laughs> but uh also i remember yeah. entering the game and i still didn't have a chance to meet jerry now everyone was telling me she is the mastermind of paddle so when uh, my members at the club ask me who i ask for advice then um i always come up uh, with jerry that I, I don't know how many people know that uh, some of the top men players also work with Jerry and um, that's uh, again the the importance of uh, you know of being able and looking forward to keep learning regardless of uh, your current ranking and uh, abilities but Jerry yes we're all kind of knocking on your door before the tournament before the nationals so I'm um, looking forward for, for my next lesson but here's a I want I wanted to ask you a first question which is um uh, and this is for, for professionals or club-level players. Uh, it looks like we, and I think you, you did mention it a little bit, but if you can explain explain bigger. Uh, we all reach that level where we are sort of stuck. And then it, it, what does it take? What does it, what took you? You mentioned once you were ranked five or six in a country, and then it took you some time to figure it out. And you remember the day for you, it was the click. What does it take yeah. to go to that next level? I remember the day, the court, the people that were on the court when it clicked. I saw the court differently. It went from like mini tennis to, to paddle. It was like, oh, my God, I've been playing the wrong game. Like, and I, and it, I just simplified it. And I think that's the first thing that I look at. You know, when I'm working with, with anybody, when I was teaching uh, at the Nyack Phil Club, or, you know, teaching with, with uh, ranked players, the first thing that I, I look at is their court positioning and are they seeing the, the court the right way to identify their shots, setting themselves up? You know, do they have the ability to, to identify the safe spots on the court? And then are they making the right choices? And that usually has a tremendous impact because a lot of people just are happy to hit the ball and want to hit all the big spins and want to, you know, hit those big cuts, but they're not seeing that they're out of position or the sequence that's coming or, you know, swinging it from one side to the other. It's exciting and it's fast, but they're 
shooting themselves in the foot. She's talking to you, Noah. <laughs> it, it was like looking in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Yes. Just describe you know your what? entire game. Pretty much. No, and, and I can say it because uh, it's coming from my learning curve. You know, I, 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 I felt that. I went through a lot, of, a lot of stuff. I used to look, how are these people beating me? And I'm like, I can jump the net. How is this happening? But they knew where to put the ball um, and mentally were, were in it for the long haul. And um, so that's, that's the first thing that I, that I look at. Yeah. So, but another thing you, you told me, um, and this is where I actually understood, um, you know, you remind me of um, when I listen or read about some of the top tennis players or any, any sport athletes, the preparation for the match, uh, how important it, it is. Uh, of course, yep very social and we all have a lot of fun but at one point when you dedicate a lot of time to it and you know if you have that uh, competitive uh, fire inside you you always want to do well and um, we would not take it seriously until we actually step on the court and I remember one of the first advices you told me I think a couple of years ago is the match starts the night before yeah, and for nationals, I mean, nationals is is a you know three day event, so it's not like the other tournaments. So for me, that two months leading up to nationals was like the best because I did, and Sue as well. She was on the same page, but um, I did everything that I could do to be ready. So there was no question marks. So that was being physically physically fit. You know, uh, watching my diet, mentally preparing, so that when I came into the tournament, I could just relax. You know, I'd know I knew that I had done all the hard work. Everything was behind me. There was nothing more that I could do to get ready. Right down to my lucky clothes, um, mm-hmm. and uh, and then it was, you know, this is me. I'm ready. I'm going to give it a hundred percent. And I was not afraid. The winning and losing just wasn't didn't even come into my head at that point it was just it'll take care of itself yep and you know that's where the freedom is you know you're not worried you're not you're not pressured you can just be free to see the court and to play you kind of get out of your own way um but it takes you know it takes a lot of time and it meant so much to uh both sue and i and it was a tremendous amount of fun you know, we had we had fun getting ready and the whole, you know, on the court, off the court. Like I said, winning, losing wasn't the issue. It just just took care of itself because we prepared like there was no tomorrow. And the fun was in that preparation. And I, I also think that's why like someone like Johan and Steven are doing so well right now is genuinely they are like best of friends. Yes. They hang out, they get along. I, I think that does go a long way, right? With the chemistry of a team and, and how well how you well play you... together. Yeah, you click. And you know what? Um, I was speaking to Johan and Stephen after the Nationals, and it was refreshing to hear him say, you know, that he went back, basically went back to the drawing board and just put the time on the court again uh, to drill and get himself ready. And Stephen was able to give that time too. Uh, and you just just can't take that lightly. And again, it's it's not. They just they're good. I mean, they've got the tremendous racket skills, but they just don't get in the car and arrive and think they're going to play well. They they too are putting in that time and that preparation. And I think 
um, everybody, everybody who wants to be the best that they can be and win that national title is, is going to put that time in. Speaking, speaking of time real quick, uh, we spoke about Scott Mansinger when he was winning national titles and, uh, Scott always used to go out to nationals. I believe the Tuesday before the tournament and he would go to every site that he was going to play and test the screens he was going to be playing on. And then he would also flood the courts to practice playing in wet weather. <laughs> you know, I'm not surprised by that, that yep. preparation. Uh-huh. Um, Only Scott Mansinger. He, he took it a whole, to a whole nother level by the sounds of it. But I, I will share with you that Sue and I made sure that we played on the main court before the tournament started. So we would arrive early as well and yep. then get some time hitting so because normally, you know, they're temporary courts, so they feel different. And sometimes the surface is shiny and the screens are shiny and they feel. And so we would make sure that we got onto that main court and hit before the tournament started. So, again, it's all part of no surprises, no, you know, know what you're going to expect. And then you're not caught by surprise. And then let's just go. Let's let's have your opponents play the best that they can be. So you have to play the best that you can can be and and that's where it is in that battle right i mean that's where the fun is sure hey jerry i want to ask you a question kind of uh, in your role as commentator now for all the live streaming events but with yeah. with all these new players in now uh whether floor anna macy gabby uh the list goes on and on with some of these new top women's players tremendous it's it, tremendous it, i was gonna say is this the the best and the deepest the women's game has has ever been in your mind Yes, yes. I mean, the talent of the, the tennis players coming onto the paddle court is by far the, the depth. Uh, it's fabulous. It's fabulous for the game. It's fabulous to have also these women being able to have careers in platform tennis and directors. You know, when we were playing, it was, we were assistants and then head pros and now directors. So it's great. It's great for the game and their skill set, what they can do with the ball is amazing. Um, and it's fun to commentate, you know, it's, it's fun to, to be part of the game and, and having this skill set to watch and see them figure out, you know, the game of paddle with these tremendous racket skills. Absolutely. Jerry, I have a I have a question when you if you would have to compare, I don't know how much the material, the um, if you would have to compare, where was the, the big um, shift, I would say, um, because I, I remember when I was starting, the game was a lot slower, I would say, than it is today. I remember um, watching uh, Vicky um, and Anna Brzova play, you know, points with 45 to 50 lobs, um, where it was really the game of patience. What, what do you think? Uh, besides, of course, tennis players entering the game and making it faster and more athletic. But I, I was not there when you were there. So what, how, how is the evolution of the game, if you had to describe? It's the grips. It's the grips that the, that the newer players are using that allows them to put that much spin on the ball. You know, like you can't hit a floater to Roxy's backhand. She's just going to hit a complete cut and make the ball die and break. Uh, that they, they punish the shots that that don't have any pace on them, 
um, an added spin on the overheads. I think that's, that's the two biggest things that I've seen. I agree. They do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you do too. <laughs> when I say that in that, that whole new, newer level, Gabby, Liz, like the, all the players that you mentioned all can hurt you and finish points. They have point ending shots. And fast too. Fleet of foot to not be underestimated. Do you think? Do you think the members? How the members mm. can relate watching the let let's say watching the live stream and seeing, you know, guys like Drew and Johan and, uh, you know, how can as a member let's you know they're watching they're seeing all those shots and they come to me and like, could you tell me how to hit that this. Can they relate to that or there is a, a line where you draw and you tell them, look, you know, there are steps or you have to be a tennis player, racket sports person in order to achieve those? Yeah, I think, I mean, it's really fun to hit those shots. But if you're only making two out of 10 and losing on the other eight because you're out of position, you're better off focusing on the the eight shots that you're losing, which is no, normally, you know, just positioning and shot selection. And then the final piece is those, those big cut shots that, you know, everybody wants to, wants to learn. Yeah, spend some time on it, but, but like I said, strengthen the weaknesses. And it's a small court. There's not one way to play the game, but you need to be able to identify your opponent's weakness and you need, need to be able to execute a shot that's going to get there to their weakness. That's where your focus needs to go first. I, I got to tell you, Jerry, I have a num all members, you know, they'll watch the live stream and be like, how do I hit Johan's overhead? And, <laughs> yeah. you know, I go, and this is probably a little bit before Anna's time, but I always tell them, I'm like, go watch videos of Chris Gambino. That little push overhead that he hits, yep. he calls it the shovel yep. overhead, and he he lobs yep. so well and shifts. And I, you know, I I, I think for a, more of a club level, I think Chris was just a great, just such a good player. Uh, but like for teaching, I think he was for me, he was the best one for people to relate. Yeah, to. yes, he could he could execute. You know, he, he can execute and you can, you can see his game. Like I tell people when they're watching the live stream, look at their, where they are on the court and look at where they're placing the ball on the court. You know, is it in the last two feet of the court? You know, look at those things as yeah. opposed to always the cut, you know, the big cut shots. Like I said, yeah. it's fun yeah. to do them, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like, like someone like Chris, like he's, he's what, four foot three. And I don't hey, think. Hey, ever... hey, 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 I won a mixed title with him. Hang <laughs> Did on. Did you Is really? He... Yes. Uh, he and I won, he and I won mixed doubles. He's, he's not a good friend of mine. Three. He's such a good dude. No, he's <laughs> yeah. such a good dude, but I don't think a ball has ever gone over his head. So if you watch him play, You'll see him hit a good shot, and right away he recognizes a lob is coming. He's already anticipation. Yeah, right. He's huge. Wow, he's reacting to the shot that he's hit. I mean, yes. I learned a lot from playing with him. He's very calm. He's very relaxed, but he he reacts. He reads what he's done, and he reacts to it before the opponent hits the ball. It's he's not hitting, looking, and chasing. Yeah, and that he's you know very efficient. He's a great economy of movement because of that 
And, you know, I always say don't hit faster than you can shift, especially if you're going to go cross court. You know, you snap that ball fast. It's going to be lobbed up between you before you can get there. And Chris right. was just had such great hands and great control of the speed of play. The, you're right. He's he's a great person to watch on the I'm court. so glad you'd won the, uh, the, 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 the Nationals with him because he, <laughs> I truly, I, I push anyone who's new to the game of paddle and watch, watch videos of Chris. Chris is just such a good person to learn the game from. Yeah, yeah we played uh, in uh, Long Island. It was on Long Island. We played 2000 with Chris Gambino. It was fun. Oh, nice. I think he still yep. uses the same paddle. <laughs> he does not change. He will not change paddles. Yeah. He's probably got his lucky clothes. He's very probably very superstitious. You know, why change a winning formula? Right. That's right. He, yeah. uh, he had a lot of success. Hey, hey Jerry, Jerry, obviously with, um, with the announcing this year, it's been a little bit different uh, not being on location. How has that been for, yeah. for the tournament? Yeah. Uh, you know, we're, it's a big learning curve when we realized, you know, that we weren't going to be able to travel and the people, you know, the numbers of viewers were still, you know, going up for the live stream. We had to learn how to do it remotely. Thankfully, for the last couple of years, we have been calling the matches off of the screen, you know, off of our um, computer monitor, screens. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there and not directly behind the court because we also realize that, you know, we're looking at the whole court and maybe making a comment and it's not being picked up on the camera. So we've been, we're comfortable with calling it off the monitor. Um, and so we, we had a little bit of audio issue, which hopefully we'll have figured out by next weekend for Chicago. And the commentators, I mean, I've got a great group, you know, Mark and Brad and Lauren Patty's coming on board, but we're on Zoom. I look, I look, it looks like the air traffic control on my desk, right? So I've got my laptop is on Zoom seeing these guys. I've got my desktop with the match. Then I've got my iPad with the live scoring. And then I've got my phone and they're texting me updates on the other courts. And I'm trying to coordinate whether we cut over to, you know, the ne next match or what's coming up. So it's been, it's been, talk about head in the game. Um, That's but, impressive. But it's but it's good, you know. It's just great. The people have been really supportive, and um, it's fun to, to see that we can do it, and the players are out there safely, and keep are keeping everybody safe. Working with you know this all the different states and club protocol, and hey, since, since I'm the only uh, person born in America here. Uh, I got to ask you this question. <laughs> what do you think about the Baird Cup that they're going to have for this year? You know, I like that format. Yeah, I should be the I captain, like shouldn't I, Jerry? <laughs> oh, is that what you're going at here? That's where we're going, Jerry. <laughs> oh. We're taking everyone that has a say in this game, and Ben is the captain <laughs> of the world team. That's where he's going. <laughs> I like the format. Let's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, it'll yeah, be a fun event. That's right. It would be three of us against you. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, Noah, <laughs> Noah, is Team America, like, do you even have a team at oh, this point? Oh, come on. Sure we <laughs> have. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, we've got a good team. You know, the, I, the, you could almost have a, a South African team, at least on the men's side. You can have an all-South African team. That would be right. awfully good, I think. They would They would be right now, right? Yeah, yeah. As, as Probably for one individual country, I think that would be it. 
but that'll be interesting. Hopefully, uh, hopefully all these things will get going by the end of the year. Will be more normalized. End of the season, anyways, more normal. But going going back real <laughs> quick, uh, Jerry, for the for what the APTA has done this year, I uh, I've just watched the kind of the recaps of the the Grand Prix events. Yes, those, those are a great addition yeah, this year. It's seven yes. or nine minutes with people like me that maybe don't want to sit down for five hours. Uh, they're fantastic. They've done a really good job with those. They have Graham McNerney is heading that up and um, working, you know, with the with the streaming companies and grabbing the instant replays and highlights and just trying to get a, a flavor for the tournament for the people that that aren't there. Which, you know, the majority right now nobody's there. So, um, kudos kudos to them that they're able to pull it off. Yeah, the APTA seriously, they have really pivoted and, and had to make a lot of adjustments and and constantly making adjustments. I've I've never been on so many calls in my in my whole whole time on the APTA board, but you know everybody's really working well together and just trying to figure things out as we go along. And Graham, um, Graham is a great young addition to the APTA yes. with everything he does and and puts so much time and loves the game so much. And that's what you want. You want, you know, that passion and that energy and that vision and and skill set. I mean, Lord knows he knows stats like nobody else. Yeah, so. uh, yes, he does. <laughs> I, I, I will. Uh, I'll tell you, we had uh, on our Instagram, Jerry, we do Foot Fault Friday. And I had a number of submissions from people going, uh, Graham McNeeny is foot faulting. And uh, they sent me screenshots and everything. And Graham, I sent it to Graham. I go, hey, people think you foot fault. And he's like, send me the timestamp on that. And he went back <laughs> all the live streams. And, he, and we spoke with Marshall Shape into, And Marshall's like, he's as close as you can get, but he is not foot faulting. So anyone who sent me those, Graham, uh, but yeah, Graham was like down to the second, like, send me the live stream. I want to see everything. Um, yeah, he, he spends so much time on the game. He's great. And maybe we should have a camera on the baseline. Oh, we should. What do you think about that? Yeah. We're make, we're make do you have any connections with, uh, with the streaming uh, people, Jerry? How many people? <laughs> how many people want to watch that? <laughs> Is that a good angle? It'd be a, it'd be a good one. Uh, hey, while we got you on, and I'm guessing you're going to tell me no. Uh, do we have any bold predictions for the winners of nationals this year? It's too early to tell. Yeah. Yeah, dial dial back with me early in the year. But you know, I have a feeling that because of the restrictions, we're going to see different combinations that, you know, we might not have expected. Right. And you never know what that's going to bring. Okay. But I, I will say that so far, the season has been spectacular. I mean, we, we, we really saw some great matches. And I just hope that, you know, we get a bunch of tournaments in so the players just continue to improve. Because, you know, when you like everything, when you play a tournament, you just get better and better and better playing that many matches in one day. Unless you you're Jerry Palmer. Oh, yeah, well. <laughs> he does get better, though. He does get better. He, yeah. Can you imagine how good he would be if he actually played? Frightening. Well, we do, right? Last year we watched him get better. He played that one, one um, pro flight event. Right. Yep. And then we, jumped into before. nationals. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then we watched him at nationals just just get better and sharper and sharper. But yeah, I think um, 
I, I think we might see different combinations just because of the travel restrictions. So right. I'm not trying to dodge the question. No, I got you. We'll, we'll, we'll so, circle so back around little. with you in the new year. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Jerry, thank, thanks so much for having, uh, you know, have, letting us have you on the show today. It was certainly great to get all your insight. And uh, I know you're one of the most requested guests. So people are going to love the episode. So thank oh, you very much. Thank you. You're very kind. And, I, and I'm thrilled that you have Anna joining your team. As a good addition. Fab, yeah. Fabulous, fabulous addition for today. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you for joining us. Thank taking you, time Jerry. out of your uh, Sunday. Thank you, Jerry. All right, guys. Thank you. Have a great evening. Thanks. Bye-bye. Fade to black. Roll the credits. It was great to have first-time guest on the show today. Longtime voice of the APTA live stream and Hall of Famer Jerry Viant. Until next time, send your questions and comments to info at insidethewires.com or contact us via Instagram or Facebook. I'm Ben. That's Noah. And special thanks to Anna Zabori for joining us on the show today. Peace. We're out of here.